1: NBA show breaking down the latest news, rumors, and everything in between. Here's your host, Chris Mannix and Rohan Ladd-Cardia.
3: All right, special bonus episode of the podcast because we have some resolution when it comes to Damian Lillard. As part of a three-team deal, Damian Lillard is headed to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, that's right. Dame is taking his talents to the Midwest, and he's going to be a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm here with Rohan Carney, uh, SI writer. Um, Rohan, but before we get, un- unpack the layers of this, <laughs> and, and you have to unpack it from multiple different angles, I want to pour one out for our good friends down in Miami. Not just the Miami Heat fans, not just the Miami Heat organization, but Heat Media. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Heat Media. You know exactly who you are that have spent the last two, three months relentlessly mocking this idea that Damian Lillard could end up anywhere else but Milwaukee. You took a metaphorical dump all over Joe Cronin. You trashed the Blazers <laughs> for holding on to this guy for as long as they did, thinking there could no there could be no other outcome. But Damian Lillard headed to the Miami Heat. And look where we are now. Damian Lillard is headed to Milwaukee. DeAndre Ayton is headed to Portland. And the Miami Heat, to this point... Have struck out. They're going to go into next season with Tyler Hero as their starting point guard, a disgruntled Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry backing him up without Max Strus, um, you know, w- without some key, without Gabe Vince, some key pieces to their Eastern Conference uh, champion team. Uh, pour one out for the Miami Heat and Miami Heat media that just <laughs> were just so unbelievably arrogant about all this. That, that consistently just. S- Poo-pooed the idea that Damian Lillard could wind up elsewhere.
4: Listen, I came on this podcast a couple months ago and said the same thing to you. I don't think the Heat are dealing from a position of strength here. Portland didn't like their assets. I I said that they needed to up their offer. We We talked about it on this podcast, the idea that no other team would get involved. The risk that came with waiting, the risk that came with not upping the offer. This is what happens now. I do think there's a lot of reasons for why Dame is in Milwaukee and not Miami right now. We'll unpack this from Miami side, Milwaukee side, etc. But you're right. I think a lot of people locally in South Florida just assumed that Dame was going to be able to will his way to Miami. And, you know, whether it was arrogance or other reasons, I think there's a, a, a few layers to why the Heat ultimately did not step up their offer. But this was this was the risk they ran with uh, staying where they did now. Having said that, I mean, if we're going to get into it, Portland, I still need to see what they do with Drew Holiday before we right, so before, yeah before yeah. we
3: before, yeah, let, before we unpack yeah. all the layers of it. Let's just like outline exactly what happened here. So, uh, the deal as it it was constructed, the Milwaukee Bucks they get Damian Lillard, the Portland Trailblazers they receive Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a two thousand twenty nine Bucks first round pick and a 2029 bucks first-round pick swap. The Phoenix Suns, who are the third team buzz this deal, they get Yusuf Nurkic, they get Nasir Little, they get Keon Johnson, and they get Grayson Allen. So the Bucks, who are in win-now mode, they get Damian Lillard. The Blazers receive a bunch of assets, including the former number one pick in the draft in DeAndre Ayton, and the Suns move Ayton in favor of multiple pieces. This is a team that needed rotation pieces, and they got a few of them uh, in this deal. So that's the deal as it was constructed. So let's take it team by team here, and let's start with Milwaukee, which had the Mm -hmm. best record in the Eastern Conference last year, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They 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 were the favorite, Rohan, going into this season with Drew Holiday on the roster, with that roster, as it was constructed. Now, they get Damian Lillard, one of the best fourth-quarter performers uh, out there, and they add him to a rotation that still includes Giannis Tendokounmpo, that still includes Chris Middleton, that still includes Brooke Lopez, and still includes Bobby Portis, who is a key piece, whether it's as a starter or off the bench. This, to me, feels like a home run. This is John Horst, for the second time in three years, Mm -hmm. taking a big swing. before. He took a big swing at Drew Holiday, depleted some draft capital, gave up some assets. Gets Drew Holiday from New Orleans. That helps that team win a championship. Now he gets Damian Lillard, a All NBA guard, still elite at 33 years old, to become the number two option on that team. Behind Giannis. This went from a team, Rohan, that had Giannis and guys that were kind of number two options. Remember, Drew, uh, Chris Middleton was often considered like the weakest number two option that was out there. Now they get Damian freaking Lillard as their number two option, Chris Middleton as their de facto number three. I love this deal in every possible way for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, already a favorite, just got a lot stronger. What say you? I
4: could not agree more. There's, like you said, there's so many ways to say that this trades a home run for Milwaukee. Number one, where does Milwaukee struggle the most? Half court offense. A big reason for that is Drew Holiday is not a consistent offensive performer. Drew Holiday, you, su- you substitute him for Damian Lillard, boom, your half court offense is fixed. You have another great pick and roll option uh, for Giannis Attentacumpo. Number two, you mentioned the Drew Holiday trade. If you think back to the fall of 2020, the Bucks they lose in the second round of the Miami Heat. Giannis, there's all these questions that summer. Is he going to re-sign? Is he going to take an extension? They trade for Drew. What does Giannis do? He re-ups. What's Giannis doing this summer? He says, I want to know if the Bucs are committed to winning a championship. Not only do they acquire Damian Lillard for this year and make them arguably the title favorites in the entire league, not just the conference, Lillard is under contract for four years. That's a sign to Giannis. We're committed to, we're committed to paying the salary requisite to being a championship contender. And now that might be enough, frankly, to convince Giannis to stay. And beyond that... Not only do they acquire Dame, they acquire him over their chief rival in the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat, who've knocked them out two times in the last three years. Kind of been the reason why they've gone after some of these names and moves. And look at the rest of the East. I don't think Philly has gotten, you know, markedly better in a way that scares anybody in that conference. Boston, I think a lot of people would say, has gotten worse. The Heat, I I think, are at best the same as the team that was struggling in the play-in last year. I think this puts Milwaukee a cut above the rest of the Eastern Conference. And again, you look at what the Nuggets were able to do with Jamal and uh, Nikola Jokic. I think you have to put the Bucks with Middleton as part of that trio right up there with them. Do they have depth concerns? Yes, they were a little thin already before this trade. I'm not a big Grayson Allen fan. I think if you ask Bucks fans, they're not necessarily thrilled when he's on the court in the playoffs. So uh, this to me is, a, a, like you said, a home run on every single level for Milwaukee. Not only because of what it does for them right now, but... If you can make a trade that convinces Giannis to stay, that alone is worth making the move
3: for. Of course it is. This is the double whammy of it all, right? Like, yeah. not... This is why John Horst, the GM of the Bucks, is out there playing, like, three-dimensional check uh, chess, <laughs> whatever else is playing checkers. It's unbelievable. Not only does he get Damian Lillard, which is going to help this team win a championship this year and the years to come, he also does... The best possible thing he can do to get Giannis's name on the contract. I saw the video going around social media. Was it from this past All Star or the year before where Giannis, who as a captain got to draft first uh, in the All Star draft, his first pick? was Damian Lillard. He picked (laughs) Damian Lillard first. I saw a video that Damian Lillard did for GQ where he was asked the one player that could help him win a championship. It was Giannis Dendicumpo. Like these guys have been wanting to play with each other for a number of years now. Now they get it and it's not just for one year. That's another part of this too. Drew Holiday was going to be a free agent after this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Damian Lillard's under contract For the next four years. Giannis has two years left in his deal. He could extend, I believe, now. Or he can extend next summer. Who knows what he's thinking at that moment. But if John Horst was going to do anything to ensure that Giannis was on this team long term, this was going to be it. And here we go. Let's pour one out again for all the teams out there that were keeping their powder dry for Giannis Antetokounmpo. That includes you, Miami. <laughs> like, you were one of those teams. that You were one of those teams, whether it was Giannis or Joel Embiid, that was waiting to see if this guy was going to become available, and then you use these assets to go and get him. That's what you're doing. That's the New York Knicks have been doing. Other teams have been doing the exact same thing. That is now most likely off the table. As long as Lillard is still Lillard, I think he's going to be at least for next year, mm-hmm. there is no reason for Giannis to leave. All he's motivated by... Is winning championships. Now he has Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and a GM that knows what the hell he's doing, that knows how to build a championship team. John Horst is like the new Pat Riley. Like, this is who he is. Okay, like, you know what? okay, just... okay, okay, no, okay. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm saying. okay, okay. He has been masterful. He has let's, been let's masterful. A, he been ma- he is running. Let's... Hold on, Rowan. He is running a small market team. He's running yes, a team yes, in Milwaukee, yes. Wisconsin, and he has put together Another championship roster around Giannis. It has been brilliant, and all these other teams out there. Not only do you not get Dame, but you have to r- live with the reality now that more likely than y- not, Giannis is off the table. Like, yeah, that, that's Addison's why just a it's a pill to a,
4: swallow, man. A, a total home run on every level for Milwaukee, and I'm, I'm just like you said, excited for it for all these other reasons other than. What it's even going to be on the court, which I think will be very exciting. And for and people are already talking about the defensive concerns. I get it. But Dame has never played with a center as defensively brilliant as Brooke Lopez either. He's Giannis there to help him, Chris Middleton there to help him. I think it's going to be just a fantastic fit uh, in every way.
0: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All
3: right, so let's now look at it from the Blazers' perspective, because this was a big moment for them. They were trading their franchise player, all-NBA guard. Yeah, there were some uh, difficulties around that because Dame was... Exercising his influence publicly, and you had a guard who was 33 with four massive years left of his contract. This was not an easy uh, deal to make where you're going to get maximum value. Effectively, in this deal, they get uh, DeAndre Ayton, who was the number one pick, what, four or five years ago. Uh, they get a future first round pick for the Bucks too. In the, in, you know, 2029 in Milwaukee, I don't know what that's going to look like. So, that that's a reasonable pick to have. That's a reasonable pick. It's as good a pick, I think, as a Miami first at that time. Sure, but but the way and, everyone was... Okay, well, I'll let you finish. Well, uh, no, hold on, let me finish. It's one, for, it's one first. Mm-hmm. And you have Holiday. Now, Now the the Blazers have no use for Holiday. Like, the Blazers have yes. their backcourt of the future. It's Scoot, it's Simons, Shaden Sharp, it's all those guys. That's who they're building around moving forward. Uh, so they're going to trade Drew Holiday at some point. Uh, there's going to be a bidding war for Drew Holiday right? He's 35 years old, still playing at an all-star level coming off what was an all-star season this past year. He is still a big-time guard who has proven he is an effective player in the finals. The Bucs don't win that championship against Phoenix without Drew Holiday. His defense was uh, absolutely necessary uh, in that series. So whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Heat, whether it's the Raptors, whether it's the Celtics, I mean, there are going to be teams out there right now, Sixers, that are going to be Going after Drew Holiday, and they don't have the same problems with Drew that they had with Lillard because he's got one year left in his contract, which is like 35 million, I want to say, and that, that's a reasonable number to deal. It does you're not gonna have to gut your team to to do a deal like that. He doesn't have the de facto no trade of I want to go to this team, that team, whatever. He's gonna go wherever he's traded to. Uh, they're gonna get at least one first. They might get two firsts in exchange okay, for okay. Drew Holiday.
4: Let me go, let me go here, because I have some thoughts on this. First of all. If they don't get two firsts, I don't think that this is a great trade for Portland.
3: Okay? DeAndre Ayton. They're going to get two firsts. Like what? So you don't here, need two two firsts for Drew or two firsts total?
4: If they get to only two firsts total, I'm underwhelmed by this trade for
3: Portland, frankly. Oh, you're crazy.
4: You're no, crazy. no, no, no. First of all, first of all, the idea—I get that there are a lot of teams in on, on Drew Holiday, and I think he's a great player and to help a lot of teams. If Damian Lillard gets moved for one first and DeAndre Ayton, I don't know where this super-sized bidding war is coming up for Drew Holiday either because he's older than Damian Lillard. I just named the teams. Yes, I but he's
3: named the teams that are going after him.
4: He's also older and on an expiring deal, so I don't think that teams are necessarily... That, that can cut both ways. I don't think teams are just going to be lining up assets for him either if they're not confident that they're going to resign him. You mentioned it's an Philly. out there, Philly, man. It's an Philly's race. been obsessed with having all this cap space next summer. I just think that Portland... First of all, let's talk about Aiton. A clear upgrade over Nurkic. At the same time, they're going to be paying Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons, DeAndre Ayton, all in the neighborhood of $30 million dollars uh next year if you combine all this as roughly that's jeremy a lot grant's of money to go
3: jeremy grant jeremy I, grant's gonna I, go I, again
4: that's gonna be a tough deal to, 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 to trade and that that might eat into those first round picks I that agree. they're trying that, to the hoard.
3: jeremy grant deal is like for for all the as well as joe cronin did i still keep going back to the jeremy Grant. exactly like, what and the so hell are I, you doing jeremy listen grant?
4: i i as much as we can talk about ah oh, the blazers they held out that you know they didn't have to them to miami they, they waited for other teams to get offers i again I don't think Miami made their maximum offer, and that's part of the issue here. But if we, we saw reporting that Miami's willing to include Tyler Hero and two first-round picks. I don't think what Portland has gotten so far is markedly better than that. If they end up with three first-round picks, I think that's a good deal. But if you get Aiton and two firsts, like, to me, that the idea that Cronin all of a sudden pulled off this heist and this masterful plan and waited, I'm not buying that. DeAndre Aiton, okay— that the, that the Suns were willing to downgrade so thoroughly defensively when they have, no, they have not a single, quote-unquote, defender in their starting lineup. Their only, quote-unquote, defender was DeAndre Ayton. The fact that they were willing to punt on that former number one overall pick uh, just goes to show how sick of him they were in Phoenix. And let me tell you something. DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix oh, yeah. had, was in the best possible situation for a big man to be in. Okay, that's not going to be the case in Portland. You want? To, do you really want to see DeAndre Ayton have more responsibility on his plate? Do you think that is what uh, is what's going to help DeAndre? Ayton? so I'll just say that I, I I gave I traded the grade for SI. People can read it. It's on there. Portland's got an incomplete so far. I need to see what the holiday hall is before I'm before I'm joining you in this standing ovation hall. for. I need to see what that is before I'm joining everyone in this standing ovation for Joe Cronin because I don't. It, if you get two firsts for Damian Lillard after all the. Hey, we're not just sending them to Miami for whatever. I like to me, it's like whoop-dee-doo. You got two first round. You could have gotten that from Miami, so I'm not like particularly like enamored so far with Portland's uh, maneuver.
3: If you're Portland, who would you rather have, DeAndre Ayton or Tyler Hero?
4: If I had Tyler Hero and two first round picks, I think I, I would rather have. All that right, move. But hold on. You, can...
3: you you hold on, hold on. You will concede that Drew Holiday will return at least one first round pick, right? I think so but I think if yeah. it's if it's hold not on, more on. you than get warm. so you get so you get you get one, let's just say the minimum, conservatively, you get one first-round pick for Drew Holiday. You have another mm-hmm. first-round pick coming from Milwaukee. So then it comes down to DeAndre Ayton and Tyler Hero. So you're still talking about two first-round picks plus the one player. I would much, 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 much rather have DeAndre Ayton. The DeAndre Ayton slander is bizarre to me. I think I, I tweeted out during the day that Joe Cronin did well. I had all these people, most of them with, like, heat mafia in their profile, saying, like, DeAndre Ayton sucks. Like, the guy averaged 18 and 10. He I, listen, I am a, and 10. I am. The biggest. Eight, hold on, hold on. He averaged eighteen and ten on a team with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Like he averaged eighteen and ten, and like they could not. And they could not wait to get rid of him, Chris.
4: I'm a well, huge no, look, that. That's, that
3: aside, like that. That I agree. Like his, he definitely wanted more. Right, he didn't want to be the rebound get some putbacks, just the garbage man on that team. And look, he's the former first number one overall pick. I kind of get that. He wanted an enhanced role, and now he's going to get one. This guy, you're telling me in Portland, he's not going to average like 24 and 40 Twelve, like I think like, that's a Chris, reasonable ask for DeAndre Aiden.
4: Chris, I hear you. I think his numbers will be fine, but will he have the impact of like this, the former number
3: one pick label? No, I think there's a reason why Phoenix. The hell, Phoenix? What, Why are we blanching at twenty four and twelve? What what, a, what world are we living in? We're twenty four and twelve, and like Chris, two blocks or whatever you'd forget. Everyone's numbers in, right now. He averaged. In, in, A block a a game, basically.
4: Everyone in Phoenix was sick of the guy, okay? They could could not wait to move him. He's like, Monty Williams was fed up with him. I don't think... Two years ago, he got him into the finals. Like, he was the anchor of a finals team. I agree, and after that, it's the impact has not been there. And I, listen, I say this, you can go back, started the playoffs two years ago when Phoenix was the number one seed. I wrote about DeAndre Ayton because I believed in DeAndre Ayton, and I staked my professional reputation to saying DeAndre is going to ball out this year, and I think he put up a dud in that playoffs. He put up a dud in this playoffs. His attitude has been poor. And so if you're saying, would I rather have DeAndre Ayton in two firsts or Tyler Hero in two firsts, I'd rather have Hero because I think Hero, frankly, would have more trade value. But look than at that Aiton does right now. Look
3: at that. Look at look at that but, team though. That team already has three guards. It doesn't need Tyler Hero. That team uh, did not have so, a uh, franchise center. Now they have one.
4: But you can move Hero and get even more assets. Says I think he you. Is more-
3: says you. Okay, let's see what Miami can do with Hero now. We got to bring him back. I'm sure Hero was thrilled to be showing up at training camp <laughs> I, in Miami. I, I, <laughs> I do think Hero wants to be in Miami for what it's worth,
4: even after all this. Is my understanding is he would like to be in Miami, but I just have to. He's a starting point guard. All I'm saying is, even I just think at best it's a wash. So this like this Cronin victory lap that I'm seeing, it's like. Or the Blazers fans who were like, you know, Miami's assets are terrible. I don't think Miami had good assets, but I don't. I don't look at this as a particularly special trade for Portland, considering their whole thing was like, we're waiting until we get the right offer. And it's like, yeah, you did about just what you were going to do anyway. If you sent him to the team that he wanted to go to. So I don't. I don't. I, I understand if they don't want to do that. That's you know the general manager's right. Uh, that's how trades work in this league. Stars don't get to pick where they want to get traded to. But the idea that the, because they held out. They got some amazing offer that they otherwise would not have. I just don't buy that.
3: I think it's incrementally better. Better, And I think if they generate the kind of bidding war, I think that will be out there for Drew Holiday. You that's can the, get, that's
4: what this all depends on. That's what this all depends on.
3: You get, Look, you have to get something to match the salary, right? Maybe there's a young player thrown into that mix and a future first-round pick. I think there's going to be some maneuvering to try to get Drew Holiday from all these teams that are now trying to keep up with friggin' Milwaukee, okay? Milwaukee, (laughs) were they 58 wins last year? A team that's poised to win 60 maybe this year if everybody stays healthy. I mean, there's going to be jockeying for Drew Holiday. All right, so now we look at Phoenix and what they got out of the deal, which is Yusuf Nurkic to flip him, play at center. Nasir Little, rotation player. Grayson Allen, rotation player last year. Keon Johnson, okay? Maybe he fits (laughs) in that rotation somewhere as well. Um, It's obvious what the Suns did, right? They had four guys on super max salaries and a bunch of guys on minimums. They fleshed out their roster. They swap out Nurkic for uh, Aiton, which not a wash, but the way that they, the way they play, you know, uh, Nurkic can fit. Nurkic can, can, can be a decent fit. (laughs) Well, I mean the way, look, what they ask of a center, right? Just rebound, set screens. Like Nurkic did that a lot Yes, but Aiton, like I
4: said, Aiton was their best defender. I'm I'm not trying to bag on Nurkic here. Aiton was their best defender and... Like, they're going to give up 150 points a game. I, I mean, this is... I would not have made this move if I was Phoenix. I would not have gotten involved here. I would have at least given it a shot with Aiton and seen, seen what Frank Vogel could have done with him. If there's anything Frank Vogel is good at, is it's coaxing the best play out of centers. Um, I don't think adding Grayson Allen to their guard rotation is worth the defensive downgrade that you get from Nurkic, uh, from Aiton to Nurkic, especially when... I think when push comes to shove in playoff time... Booker's going to play huge minutes. Beal is going to play huge minutes. Eric Gordon is going to play huge minutes. I, I think Allen is a nice piece to have for the regular season, but come playoff time when this is what this team is going to be judged on, I, I would have I tried to find a center with a much more defensive first mindset, even if you're committed to moving off Aiton. And Nurkic has got you know three years left on his contract. That's not a great deal either. This, this strikes me, even though Phoenix has done a lot of work Going gently, not going gently into that second apron. This strikes me as a financial move for the Suns because I, I, I don't think Nurkic, is at, at this point a a center you can have defensively. Especially if you're going to go up against AD, you're going to go up against Jokic. I I don't like this move at all for Phoenix.
3: Um, I think Grayson Allen is is solid right i mean two years in a row he shot 40 percent from three mm-hmm. last year in the playoffs he shot 48 uh, percent from three he's a reasonably consistent he's 10 a point he's a rotation score. he's not a great piece. defensive player but yeah. look he, like with him kind of camping out on the wings like it's going to open things up when he's on the floor for durant for booker guys trying to get to the basket and bradley let Beal, me like you you
4: let me ask you a question a couple questions here who is guarding lebron james in a playoff series for the phoenix suns
3: I mean that that was still a question before this deal, though, right? Like that's not. I get mean, it. I get you're it. I get have it to but, put but Booker but, out there, you're going right. to have uh, to. Right? Who's guarding Jamal? Josh Okogie. Like, I mean, th- th- you're going to try some things.
4: And, and with, but so, so that's what different. I'm saying is I don't think that this trade
3: addressed their biggest. No, it concern. did. It, it did not yeah. address those things. But it it took some if of the pressure. Made off. it worse. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, only they know just how rotted the eight relationship exactly, had exactly, and, and and exactly what it, the that dynamic would be. But. They they do now have like real NBA players that can be part of their rotation. We can stop like waving the bull bull flag and saying like some of these guys they signed <laughs> for sure on one year deals. Now you've got Gordon, who's a rotation player. Grace Nalon's a rotation player. Nurkic is a rotation player. You've got some guys there that yeah. have NBA experience, NBA playoff experience, too. So I, I, I look, I, I'm with you because Frank Vogel has a history of resuscitating bigs, right? He Absolutely. did it with Roy Hibbert in Indiana. He did it, did with it to Dwight Howard. Degree. Yeah, Dwight Howard in L.A. So I would have liked to have seen it too. But I kind of get what the Suns are doing here, right? I get that they're trying to flesh out their rotation. know, right? defensively, no. It, it, defensively, it's kind of a lateral move. Yeah, Aiden's a little bit better, but Aiden didn't stop. You know, Aiden's not a, a Jokic stopper by any stretch. So I agree, I, but
4: I, that's. I think he gives them a way better shot. I mean, we'll see. I, I just I mean, think they were, if you...
3: They, if they, you had were, said, they were good defensively, though. They were good defensively in recent years more because of Mikhail Bridges than DeAndre Aiden. Like, that's a reality. Bridges was fair. such a great defensive uh, player that it wasn't just Aiden, you know. I just, it. the way I look at it is
4: everyone had kind of floated this idea of they should trade Aiden for multiple rotation pieces. That was a thought that's been prevailing throughout the summer. It's kind of what they Ever did. since they got. But if you had told me that those two rotation pieces were going to be Nurkic and Grayson Allen, I'd be like, that's it. Were you sure about that? So,
3: I... I uh Nasir Little, I, I think, could play. Nasir Little will play a little bit. You know, former first-round We'll pick. see. I think he'll play a little bit.
4: We'll see. I mean, look, I, I, I've i been wrong before, but at, at first blush, definitely not a huge fan of the Sunni star. Do you want to talk about this from the Heat perspective for a minute?
3: I do. I do. Um uh-huh. this, this is... I, I don't know how you can frame it as anything other than an unmitigated disaster for Miami. And I, I feel buoyed in saying that by seeing that instagram post from jimmy butler who okay who, that is a, that a, is
4: i am let, let me just put I on good authority that is a joke i uh,
3: all, right. <laughs> well, all right well all right if it's, if he did look like a joke at that time i, and, I
4: am i am very confident that jimmy butler is right, trolling well, people well, with more his more
3: instagram of, Fine, but more to the point, like, there is no yeah. tampering in a situation like this. You know? Yes, yes, a yes. Trade. There's no such thing as tampering. I-, I don't know how you look at this as a disaster for Miami. They lost key rotation players mm-hmm. uh, in the offseason. They put all their eggs in a trade basket. They went after Lillard. They thought they were going to get him. And now they go into the season with one of the worst rosters they've had in several years. You look at their starting lineup as it projects... Right now, Tyler Hero, starting point guard Josh Richardson, recently brought back on a minimum deal. He's your two guard. Butler's your three. Kevin Love, minimum guy now. He's your four. Bam Adebayo, at five. Your bench is Kyle Lowry. It's Duncan Robinson. It's Caleb Martin. It's Haywood Highsmith. It's Thomas Bryant. You got Jaime Hawkins Jr., who apparently is so star spangled awesome that you know the Blazers <laughs> had to take him in a trade. I, you know I, this this Heat team, as I look at it, Rohan. Eight, nine? I mean, they're, okay, I, they're I'm gonna not be, going that far. Because th- these guys, like you look at at Butler and Lowry and Kevin Love and some of these older guys, they're not going to play 70 games, right? They're going to play mm-hmm. six, between 60 and 65 at most. Injury is going to come up, rest is going to need to be had. This isn't a team that once again is going to be battling for a play in spot one more time. And if they get to the playoffs, they're not going to have the horses they had last year to make the kind of run that they had.
4: So here's what I'll say. I have a few things to say on that. First, the roster. I mean, I don't think Hero is a long-term option at point guard. I do think that he missed the entire playoff run last year. I mean, he can give them some of what Stroess gave them, not defensively, but if you look at Stroess's three-point shooting percentage, Hero will be a better offensive option for them than Stroess was. I think they believe that Josh Richardson can give them some of what Gabe Vincent uh, gave them during that playoff run but there again there's a reason why vincent got a much larger contract this year i also know people who are very high on haywood highsmith who had some moments during their playoff run last year so there's a you know i have been working on a few things this summer i'm just telling you i'm just telling you what i heard i you know been working on some things this summer and actually had a conversation with pat riley a few weeks ago and he said something very interesting to me which was if you take a... I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially he was like, if you take a swing, you have to hit on it. And he mentioned the second apron to me a couple of times. And I'm not saying I necessarily agree with the strategy. I just think my understanding from the Heat perspective here is that I I think they definitely wanted Dame, but I think there was a price they were willing to go to um, that was less than kind of their best offer. And I think they could have made a more competitive offer. And if I were them, I would have. I think the, the plan of... The plan of saying, Jimmy Butler, go play 10 times better than you normally play for three playoff rounds in a row and get us to the finals, asking him to do that over and over again, I think is going to have diminishing returns. And I don't think you can look at this finals run and say, that's the team we are, when as we vote discussed, they were fighting to make the playoffs last year. So I, I don't agree with the strategy. I want to make that clear. I think that, they, that Jimmy Butler deserves more help, frankly. I think that he saved that franchise in 2019. They were in an abyss before he got there, and they've struck out on a lot of big names since. But I, I'm not going to say their interest in Lillard was overstated, but I think that there were serious concerns that they had that it maybe prevented them from going all in in a way that I think they should have. It's just my understanding of the situation.
3: Whatever the understanding is, they're not a good team right now like and if jimmy butler was 25 i could understand patience but he's 35 and- i agree i agree
4: it's uh it's a dice- I said it i I've, I've been talking about it all summer it's a dicey strategy and i don't agree with it and it puts way too much pressure on butler as he gets older to to just put on these heroic heroic performances for what it's worth, I mean, they'll be in the mix for holiday. I do think Lowry's expiring is they'll something that they They'll be in the, yeah, be in the, the mix for
3: holiday, but they're probably going to have to overpay for him because that they can't sit there and think that they're the only game in town. The Clippers are going to be in the game. All the teams I mentioned are going to be in the Listen, game. Listen,
4: they um, are they are in a tough spot, and I I agree. I would I would not if they if I were them, I would not be putting all my eggs in the we just made the finals basket. That's not how I'd be going about it. I don't think they're going to be a tenth seed. You mentioned that on this podcast one time. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I still think right now,
3: right now, you don't think they'd be a 10
4: seed? No, they're still better than, I think they're still better than Brooklyn. What were they last year? They were the seventh seed. Technically they lost one playoff game. Brooklyn finished ahead of them, but they had a head start because they had Kevin Durant to start the season. I think they're still better than Toronto, which got worse. I think they're still better than Chicago, which hasn't done anything.
3: You're you're conflating though. You're, you're conflating better than like in a playoff series with all your players. No, 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 no. I'm just looking at last year's regular season. I'm just looking at last year's regular season. like I like, I might put them behind. They might be the second best team in Florida right now, you know, because because of, of that what, would be of a what dramatic improvement
4: from the Magic and a
3: dramatic decrease in wins for the Heat. I mean, would it like? I, I, I don't think Magic they're finishing. Won, Magic won thirty four games last year. The Heat, uh, I forgot how many games they won. They won forty four games, so ten games. Are the Heat a few games worse? The Magic They're a few not, games better? I mean, they are—they are not going to be worse than the seventh seed. Rowan, you are trying year. to put lipstick on a pig in this. Just you're, this, this. Okay, is, list list eight teams that would finish ahead of them. Rowan, you, you're assuming that Jimmy Butler. Your argument assumes Jimmy Butler's going to play 75 games. We no, it's so not. not. He
4: missed. He missed a ton of games last year. So did Bam. So did Duncan Robinson. All these guys. I'm factoring all that in. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's not done anything and they were under 500 after the Durant trade last year as good as Mikael Bridges was they were under 500 after that deal so I don't think they're going to finish six again no, but
3: they're going to get Ben I think like if Ben like Ben Simmons is as reliable in this now sport. we're counting on
4: Ben Simmons that's okay, where we are
3: we're gonna start counting guys on the roster I think I think the team's below them like Atlanta is a little bit better uh Chicago maybe not the Pacers I think are going to be a little bit better uh, the Magic as I mentioned are going to be a little bit better I, look I think they're in a dog fight in in the play-in is where I think they are and and look, th- that's fine if you are the Orlando Magic, right? Or if you're the Brooklyn Nets even because you're trying to build. This Heat team is built to win right now. They've got a bunch of guys in their mid-30s. I don't know what their next move is. Like, What does Tyler Hero, Jaime Jaquez, Jaquez, and like a first-round pick get you at this point? What does Kyle Lowry get you at this point? Maybe they can get Drew and if they do, that would be a, a score for them because he's, he'd be a good fit mm-hmm. with that team, but... Look, I think the Celtics can go around and offer, like, Brogdon plus a pick uh, and some filler there. I think there's, like, a Harden, you know, trade yes, with the Clippers. Three teams, that could get, yes. Yeah, a three-team deal that could happen. Like, there's a lot of things that, that make more sense to to Portland than a, a deal that nets the, with, with Miami. So it's no sure thing they get him. I, I just think they're they're in trouble, man. They're in a lot of trouble I, down they,
4: they need to do something. I, I will be writing about this. I think they need to do something, but I also think – Again, I don't think they're going to be a top four team. I don't think they're going to be a top five team, but I don't. The East is uh, shaky enough that I'm I'm not like I'm not penciling them in to miss the playoffs or as a tenth seed.
3: As someone else, I'm still stuck at the fact there were so many embarrassing takes coming from people down in Miami (laughs) that were like, "What are you talking about?" We can go. I, I I sat there. At Joe Cronin's press conference in Vegas, um, his first <laughs> press conference after a little deal, Joe's like, you know, look, we're going to be patient. We think there are, are good deals out there. We're, we're going to take our time. Mm-hmm. We'll do what's in the best interest of in the organization. I believed him. Like, in that moment, I believed him. Nobody down in Miami seemed to believe him. Like, oh, no, he'll make a deal. He's got to do right by Damien <laughs> Lillard. He's got to get the deal done. He didn't. And I think he did better. We can, you know, reasonable minds can disagree on, on the return, but I like DeAndre Aiden. He's just turned 25 years old. I think he's going to put up big numbers this year. And I think he's going to be uh, better in enhanced role. Now they have a little bit of balance in that, that rotation because they were kind of guard heavy at the moment with some of their young players. Now they got a big, they can throw the ball to, who can score, do some things. They're going to be bad. There's no doubt about that, but this makes sense for them. This is a balanced roster. That makes sense. And Aiden under a long-term contract can grow with Scoot Henderson, can grow with Shaden Sharp, can grow with Anthony Simons. I like it. Meanwhile, Miami, they are further away from a championship run than they were a couple of months ago. That is for damn sure. There's no disputing that at this point.
4: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you there. All I'm gonna say is, if again, I, I don't think Portland made a bad move here. But if if we're if our hope rests on Deion Drayton, I'm like sure. Okay, no, hope man. rests on Good Tyler look. Hero. Good like, luck with that.
3: You're, you're, is Tyler That's Hero? What I'm saying, it's more, it's all... Is is Tyler Hero? Does he get more in a deal than Drew Holiday? Well, it remains to be seen. Remains to uh, be say seen. No, uh, that contract is not something teams want right now. Otherwise, you know, there'd be much more appeal to it. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I think the Blazers did fine. The Bucks did great. The Suns, kind of a lateral move, but we'll see how it, how it works out. <laughs> I think the lateral heat. is
4: is generous for Phoenix. The
3: Heat are on fire right now. The Miami Heat are on fire and. Uh, It's kind of their own fault. Just leave it (laughs) at that. We'll be back here on The Crossover next week.